Hello and welcome to Connected episode 451. It's made possible this week by our sponsors, Squarespace, Nom Nom, and Dark Noise. My name is Stephen Hackett and I have the pleasure of being joined by Mr. Mike Hurley. Hello. Hey, bud. I'm happy to be back. I bring follow-up shortly, but before I get to that, I would like to introduce Federico Vitici. Hi, Federico. Hello. Hi. Um, so I had a vision. I, have, uh-huh. I had a vision oh, last night. Okay. Uh-huh. I can tell you, one, two weeks in advance, I will be the winner of the Rikis. I had a, vi- a vision came to me. Mm. And the vision told me, the vision told me, Tichi, you will win. See, because the funny thing is, I think you'll find it's the coronation year, and I'm going to take so, all of it, because I'm already the annual chairman, not, so I'm going to actually take no. the other one, and then I will be king, okay? So no, I just need you no, all you're to not, know that, like, you, that's good that you feel you don't that have way, royal blood. but I have the ability to just take it all, and then it's mine. So No, Johnny, Johnny Ive did not design a logo for you. Oh, he will. No. <laughs> when I... <laughs> When Wait, I, that's my promise. When I have both of them, jo- Sir Johnny Ive will create a seal for me as the Ricky King. A, se- a seal. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, we were saying follow-up. I have some follow-up. Okay. You may remember, or you probably don't, but my the microphone on my Apple Watch has been broken for a long time. It just stopped hearing me. I don't know why. You got tired of you. Maybe. <laughs> it, usually in my life, at a certain point, people stop wanting to listen to me. And my Apple Watch also followed along with that. Uh, I have now fixed it. Uh, a hot tub fixed the Apple Watch microphone. Why was your Apple Watch in a hot tub? That's a brand new kind of genius bar. <laughs> I know. It was on me at the time. And I, I just kind of didn't know. I left my watch on and I got into a hot tub in the Highlands of Scotland. And then I realized later on, oh, it's doing the hand washing thing again. So I assume the mi- the microphone was just blocked, and then being mm. in the warm water, unplugged like unblocked it. And I just thought that this is one of the funniest ways that I've ever fixed a technology issue in my life, which is getting in a hot tub. You took a bath in the genius tub. It was the genius tub. The genius tub. You fixed it. If you were dealing with. Uh backups it could have been a hot tub time machine that's a really relevant reference i appreciate it does anyone remember that movie it was terrible yeah and this has now my microphone is working again i get to uh uh, air a grievance for the second time that i cannot believe has not been fixed by now the green screen thing oh no we're gonna get to that later on unfortunately so hand washing right the microphone listens for the water and the motions and it gives you the 20 second countdown yeah. Fine. I, I, I like it. It reminds me to wash my hands for longer than I think I should be washing them. So that's good. I then use a air dryer, right? Like a Dyson air dryer or whatever. No, psh, you know, one of those things, a hand dryer. Yeah. I then get, oh, it's loud. Noise. Noise over 95 oh decibels every single yeah. time. Yeah. Now, think about this, right? That should not happen. It's so simple. If hand washing, do not give a noise alert for a minute done like i'm not a programmer but that feels like a simple enough thing to deal with because that makes no sense like you know what it is if i just wash my hands and then immediately it's preceded by a very loud noise nah, it's probably know, a what if you just what if you wash your hands mm-hmm. and rush out of the toilet and then yep. suddenly you find yourself 
amidst some construction work. I think it's okay though, because what am I supposed to do about that? <laughs> Is it? Or do I just uh, turn around we... and go back inside and just like wait for the construction to finish? <laughs> We're not like, what do I do? I, I don't know. You just uh, you know be mindful of your ears. But my ears aren't in the hand dryer. <laughs> Put my ears in there. <laughs> what if they get wet? <laughs> well, then I need an ear dryer. Maybe you should consider a, a quieter hand dryer. I don't have. I can't. I can't make a consideration. I can't make this consideration. Be like. You know, just you know, use a quieter method. Mm. Well, the Dyson one is very. I have one. It's very loud, but it's also very good. Wait, you have one? No, I mean, like, I have a hair dryer. I don't have a hand dryer. Oh, I thought you installed like a Dyson no, hand dryer no, in your home. No, I was like, no, no, that's like a different kind of life. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, it's like those the air blades or whatever they're called. But there are loads of things like yes, it. Yes, that just they. Like hand dryers, modern hand dryers, just it's just so loud. Yeah. Like that's just how they are. Anyway, that is my frustration. Uh, I would also like to give my second piece of follow up, having listened to last week's episode. Uh, Federico, I'm very happy to hear that you're a fan of Stage Manager. Oh yeah, on the, on Mac. the Mac, yes, on the Mac only. It's good, right? Like it does the job. It does the job. Yes. I, and it's not perfect, but it what it does is proves the idea that if you could have freely resizable and movable windows mm -hmm. ipad stage manager would work yes uh i'm still using it i still believe that i would like it if i could like pin some workspaces as like favorites or maybe just give them a nickname that i could see yep. like uh, jeff but bob susan yeah, like, yep. hey bob bob is where i get my writing work done um like that idea um, but I, yes, I think with the, just a tiny bit more freedom, it's like a, a recipe that is just slightly wrong in terms of the ingredients. Uh, and I think on iPadOS, that's what's missing. Like, give me just a bit more freedom to sort of achieve that balance that you have on the Mac. Because it works. It works for me on the Mac. It's fine. Like, it's not perfect, but it's fine. And I kind of like it where... In, in the sense that I have this nice separation of workspaces and, you know, the recent ones remain easily accessible in the strip. Yeah, I'm still using it and I like it and I wish it, iPadOS was like this. Saying about like setting prefer like you know, pairs or whatever, like I had to restart my Mac today and then just had to rebuild all my stage manager configuration. Oh, like, it doesn't save them? No, it doesn't save them, no. Like, this is, like, a thing that has, you know, like, it remembers spaces. Like, it, you know, they're always fine. But Stage Manager, nope. It's just, like, I don't know what you're talking about. And it starts all over again. My concern is that when it comes to multitasking interfaces, of which Apple has made plenty in the past uh, decade only, they have a tendency to release a new multitasking UI, get some criticism from people, and then not do anything for the next three years, at mm -hmm. least. I don't know what it is about, about this sort of behavior, that maybe the multitasking, uh, multitasking team at Apple has, you know, very, you know, it's very, very not, uh, you know, they don't take feedback that well. But historically, that's been the case. Like, they put out something, people say, well, it's, it's a start, but, you know, it's, it's, it's got issues in such and such way. And they really don't take that criticism that well. Maybe Stage Manager will be different this time. Maybe we'll see Stage Manager changes 
right after iPadOS 16 and macOS Ventura. I hope that's the case. I hope this is not another multitasking UI that gets updated uh, in 2025 or 2026. Historically, it's been like that. What do you mean they don't take the feedback well? Well, it's just, you know, uh, when, when, when they did the, the iOS 11, right, uh, on the iPad, a lot of people pointed out like, hey, this multitasking UI so based around drag and drop, uh, it doesn't really work for such and such use case. And they did nothing for the next three years. See, I don't know if that's like I would categorize it as not taking the feedback well. I, I think this is one of these things where... What is it then? They have like a roadmap and they don't move from it. Right, so it's not about not taking the feedback well. It's just like they it just all right. Not taking the feedback at all. <laughs> yes, they, they take it. They take it, but don't do anything with it for like two years because I they see. won't disrupt the plan. I see. That's how I always read it. Of like they have this plan, and nothing's gonna shake them from that plan. Which is a shame, especially if if that happens again with Stage Manager. I think it would be too bad. Because there is potential, and I think the Mac version shows that potential, and it would be too bad, like it would just be, it would just be sad, to not use that potential and to sort of refine the iPadOS experience. I believe it would get refined. I don't think it's happening this year. Yeah, see, that's that's really my don't. issue with that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I I don't think it should be that way either. Like we we how many you know we will talk about this forever and ever. There should have already been updates to Stage Manager. I know. But there hasn't been. Maybe we just need to put iOS on a subscription. In that case... Mm. And then maybe that's what it's needed. Mm. You know? Uh, you, you can count on those updates. Uh-huh. Like, honestly, like, would you... <laughs> maybe this is... No. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Whatever it is, the answer's no. Hold on. Okay. Like, if you came up to me and said, Tichi, if you started paying $5 a month, directly just to the multitasking team at Apple for a pro multitasking subscription feature on your <laughs> iPad. Like, I got to tell you, I would do it. I'm so desperate, I would do it. We all came from the days of paying for operating systems, right? We all used to pay for operating systems. Yeah. So, like, on Apple's platforms, including, like, iOS or, like, iPhone OS. We, you had to use to pay for that when there was an update. So I, I'm used to that, like, but I, but, yeah, but I like, really don't believe that even if we paid for it, it would change things. But if you know. Pro Multitasking became part of Apple One, would that be so bad? No, no, it wouldn't be so bad. I know it sounds like, you know, everybody's like, oh, subscriptions for multitasking. Like, would it be so bad? You know, I, I would do it. Well, but this is the answer to so many uh, subscription questions. It's worth it if you're getting what you want. Yeah. And so in that scenario, you'd be getting what you want, right? Yeah. In theory. Uh, David wrote in and said, stage manager animations on the Mac can be skipped by using the reduce motion setting in accessibility and system settings. Yeah. Me and Stephen were playing around with this before the show. Yeah, I, I tried to. It's fine. It's less of an animation, but then there are other animations that are turned off. So... Yeah, it sort of just turns it into a quick fade as opposed to mm -hmm. a giant window like swinging around an invisible point in the in your screen. Do you still use reduced motion, Stephen, on on your iPhone? Mm, that's a good question. Because you 
you turned it on a long time ago and then made sure you kept it on when promotion was a yeah thing. so i have promotion off for sure i don't think i'm trying to look through settings i don't think i have reduced motion off anymore i feel like it broke something that i wanted but now i can't find it in settings so here motion okay it is off so i, I am allowing all the motion okay yeah i think the 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 face id style gestures right from the bottom i think they benefit from the motion being turned on and yes promotion is off because i dislike being sick what's a good thing uh and tyler is on team skyline Tyler says, "Yes, Skyline is also the name of a long and beautiful road, Skyline Boulevard, that runs along the ridgeline of the mountains on the peninsula of Northern California. Parallels Interstate 280 between San Francisco and the Cupertino area. Very popular cyclists. See? Very popular. Mac OS Skyline. Mac OS Skyline. At least it would be the name of an operating system on the Mac that everyone would immediately know how to pronounce. Skyline. It's so epic. Like, mm-hmm. and it sounds epic. Like, what is Ventura? Like, is it the name of a guy? Like, I don't get... Like, all these names... Pet Detective. Uh, all these names, I don't get it. Like, well, what is... What, what is? What has he been Ventura? What was that before? Monterey? Don't forget Mavericks. Mavericks? Uh, that was bad. Mavericks was just bad. And it was the first one they did with the new naming scheme. It's like, what are you doing? Sierra. High Sierra. Sierra. Oh, my God. Sierra and High Hi, Sierra. Hi, Um... Yeah, all those names are bad. Like, the only decent name was Big Sur, I think. Because it's got big, and it's a Big Sur. <laughs> you just like the big? Yeah, it, look, a name has got to be epic, otherwise people don't upgrade. That's you know? an interesting... Skyline. Mm, okay. Imagine that, Mac OS Skyline. See, that sounds like, gosh, that's important. I need to get Skyline on my computer. Should we just skip this next thing in the show notes? I think that's good, right? No, this is really important. People are suffering. People are suffering, Mike. Nobody's suffering. I I believe at some point in history, it was promised to me that we would never be talking about this again. On the iPhone, they fixed it on the iPhone back with uh, iOS 13.6.1, as everybody remembers. Friend of the show and Sunday's guest on Mac Power Users. So check that out. Chance Miller writes at 9 to 5 Mac. Enemy, enemy of me now for writing this article. <laughs> Watch OS 9.5 for some people has turned their iPhone screens green. No, Images cool. posted to Reddit by those users show the Apple Watch display with a noticeable different color profiles than before. Replacing traditional OLED black levels with a more washed out green gray tint instead thankfully the apple watch ultra the best apple watch seems to not be affected then why are we talking about it you know what the worst you know the absolute worst thing about this article that 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 chance is that chance wrote it and he was and and he did it out of spite he refers to it as green gate and links to steven's website oh my god chance this was unnecessary yeah we have now experienced chance this is chance gate we're in chance gate now yeah that's what's happened. <laughs> is this is Chance Gate, where Chance has sided with the uh, green industrial complex that Stephen's a part of. Chance has sided with Big Green. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's in bed with Big Green. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're all on Big Green's payroll over there. I would say that if you are experiencing this, uh, let us know in the feedback form. I mean, I don't even know no. what I'm looking at here. No. Like, you don't look at the feedback let, form. No, Come don't on. let us know. Well, uh, I, Mike does. I do, yeah. And I care for Mike. Thank you, Federico. He's just trying to protect me from yeah. Big Green. 
Don't touch my friend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Show me where the green hurt you. I would just, you know, how do you break this? I'd, I'd love to know. Hopefully they get it fixed soon and people can get back to normal lives. I mean, just think about it. Like you Everybody's got them back to, it's okay. You, you look at your watch and then like you look up and look around and you think, wow, <laughs> what's, uh, what's real? What's, what, what are colors? I don't know. Oh my God, this will never, this topic will never end. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Squarespace. Say you want to build a website, maybe for a business or a brand. Maybe you want to cover any time Apple's displays turn slightly green and hurt people's eyes. Or Squarespace is the only one platform to do all of that stuff. You can build a beautiful website, engage with your audience, grow your audience, and sell anything. Their online store is awesome. You can sell physical and digital products side by side. They have all the tools you need. And they have awesome email campaign tools. So visitors can sign up to become subscribers, and then you can start them on their journey to becoming loyal customers. And you get all the cool design stuff. So your brand colors and your logo all go with the email. So your email and your site can look the same. They know it's coming from you. And those design tools are really easy to use and they're really powerful. You can really customize your site and make it your own. I love building on top of Squarespace because of those design tools. You can take a brand and really make it shine with typefaces and colors and design elements that all look cohesive and all work across a range of screen sizes. Head on over to squarespace.com connected for a free trial with no credit card required. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code connected to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain name. Once again, that's squarespace.com connected and the offer code connected to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of Connected and Relay FM. All right, Sims wrote in and, and said, uh, I was listening to the latest Cortex episode and it got me thinking, what are Steven and Federico's everyday carries? Basically, what is in their pockets when they go outside into the world? Money. <laughs> A lot of money. <laughs> A lot of money. Just rolls and rolls of dollar bills. He can't even spend them there, but he has them anyway. That's weird. I carry euros here. It's strange. Uh -huh. Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> you two should meet up. There's that the you've got something each other needs. <laughs> I believe that's what they call a currency exchange. Am I right? <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> uh, us in the industry. <laughs> uh, I guess I guess I can start. Um, so I've got uh, a few things that are always with me anytime I go anywhere. Of course, my iPhone 14 Pro Max in the midnight Apple leather case, which is. A pretty boring case color, but I don't really like any of the leather colors this year, so I went with the Midnight. And it looks black unless you're in direct sun, and then it looks sort of like that dark navy color. On the back of it, usually, or sometimes in my other pocket, is the Peak Design Slim Mobile Wallet. So they have a couple of wallets. One of them has like a kickstand in it, which I know Federico would get excited about. Mine does not have the kickstand i'm sorry mm -hmm. but this is a magnetic wallet that just sticks to the back of the phone or the back of the case it works better if the case is on because i feel like the magnetism is stronger and i have just a couple of cards in there uh i usually carry a little bit of cash and i have a the uh, chipolo 
card that we talked about forever ago that works with Find My, the card spot. Was that the one that we all pre-ordered and then canceled or something? I think I lost it. <laughs> if I've ordered that, I never got it. I realize now. <laughs> well, maybe you could use Find My to what, see where it what is. What do you do? <laughs> what do you do when you lose the thing that's supposed to help you find other things? Do you just you just quit? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. That's the end. That's the end for you. There are other better options that are rechargeable, but mine is still rocking and rolling my original one somehow. And uh, so that's in there, like I said, along with some other cards. Uh, I switched to this at some point over the last year or so, maybe. I used to use like a little Tom Ben wallet, but at some point I kind of became a person of like, you know what? It's kind of nice that my phone and wallet can be one thing, but then very easily two things when I want them to be. So like when I get in my truck, I've got wireless charging now. I take it off, I put my phone on the wireless charger and the wallet in the cup holder, and I can put them back together and then be on my way. So I like the flexibility it offers me if I want them together or separate. Okay. Keys always, right? So the truck keys, house key, key to the Relay FM PO box where people sometimes send me nice things. Uh, I've got an AirTag on that because everyone should have an AirTag on the keys just all the time. And then lastly, a Field Notes notebook uh, paired with a uni jet stream pin in blue, uh, 0.7 millimeter. That's been my pin of choice for like probably close to 15 years. And I, I just have a box of them. And when one breaks or I kill it, I just get a new one out. How and, uh, for? it's always with me. What do you mean? Like, like, I, like it runs out, like I use it all. Wait. Or so they're, they're kind of bad about the clips breaking too, which is annoying. If a clip breaks, it becomes a desk pin. And then one with a clip goes back on the notebook. If you use all of the ink in the pen, do you think that you've killed the pen? Well, it's given its life and oh, service. Pens, pens die. Okay. All objects die. Oh, look at me. I've got a pen podcast. Well, I, I've just never heard someone reference it like that before. Like you've used all of its blood. Is that what you're saying? Like you're the one making it weird. <laughs> no, you started it. Interesting. I do, okay. be I do believe inanimate objects have... Alive. Tell me more about this. Like a lot of my life philosophy uh, was built when I watched a Toy Story as a kid. Like I'm not kidding. I think we are the Toy Story generation. I thank stuff when I throw it away. Yeah, or if you bump into... Oh, you've got like the Marie Kondo method. No, but I was doing this before Marie Kondo. You had like, the Federico... She has the Federico method. She's... she's <laughs> <laughs> No, but I do thank stuff for being of service when I throw it. Like uh, recently, I thanked a, a, a like a pillow because it was too old and needed to needed to go. Uh, but yeah, you didn't thank, thank that Apple TV remote that time. <laughs> no, hated that thing. That went thing. That thing went out in the trash. That was gone. So I've got all that stuff. That's all the time. And then I put a couple things in here that are just sometimes. Uh, so, of course, AirPods Pro 2, which are fantastic. I do have a lanyard on the case, which I find it to be much easier to find the case. Like when you've sat it on huh. the counter and someone sits something else on the counter, right? Like, yeah. And it means, Mike knows this, in our kitchen, we have a place where we hang our keys when we come in. And I can hang my AirPods there. So that's where they are if they're not with me. So I always know, in theory, where they are. So I like the little, the little variety of lanyard. I don't even know where I got it. Just like some cheap lanyard that was laying around. And then uh, same knife as you, actually. The Draplin yep. Design Company James Brand Folsom knife, which is fantastic. It's one of my favorite things that I own. 
And if I am going to need a knife somewhere, then I will carry that one. Um, my everyday carry is, is pretty simple. I mean, I, um, I have an iPhone and AirPods Pro and the wallet with the AirTag holder that I mentioned on Connected uh, a few months back. But there has been a recent change that I want to mention. Okay. And that is all thanks to an Instagram ad that I saw. And this is actually a great product. So I, I was scrolling through my Instagram stories. And I mean, it's full of ads these days. And But every once in a while, there's a good one. Because the algorithm, every once in a while, really gets me. Yeah. And so I'm here to recommend the MagBack iPhone case. That's M-A-G, <laughs> MagBack. That's M-A-G-B-A-K, MagBack. <laughs> Mac, MacBack.com. I like when a company's name it is so obvious what they make. Yeah. It's a right? it's, it's like, a oh. Mac it's a magnetic back. It's a Mac back. That's Mac back. It's Mac back. I love it. I love this thing. So it's a it's a simple silicon case, and my understanding is that it's got really strong magnets inside. Stronger than the magnets found in the uh official Apple leather MagSafe case, for example, which I was using before this one, it's got extra magnets in it. For example, this case, it, um, I was recently having lunch at uh, my neighbor's place, and they have this metal table outside on the balcony, and I just placed my phone down, and it, and it went, tonk! <laughs> It's like, oh, <laughs> so, well, I have this sometimes like... with my watch band because I have the magnetic watch band on <laughs> my wrist down. It's like, dunk. I was like, oh, my wrist is stuck to the table. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, really strong magnets inside. But I love this thing because it allowed me to simplify the sort of magnetic uh, attachment situation in my car. So, for the past uh, three years, We've had the new generation of MagSafe for the past three years, right? Uh, I've been using this Belkin car mount, MagSafe mount for, you know, for the car vents mm -hmm. in your car, which has been working very nicely, but uh, it's kind of bulky, you know? And every once in a while, I need to adjust the angle of the thing because it's, it's uh, placed on the car vents and the car vents, they move. And so, for example, sometimes I really want to make sure my phone is upright and I need to readjust the position of the backing mount. The MacBack people, they make this thin strip of magnets. It's like a horizontal strip. It's like three centimeters or something. Uh, they have it on the homepage of the site if you watch the promo video. And I just stuck that one to my car's uh, dashboard, just above the car vents. So it doesn't move. It's got a, a a piece of tape in the back, and it's super thin. You don't even notice it. Um, and now that thin strip of magnets holds my phone as I'm driving, upright, doesn't move, doesn't wobble, super strong. Like you wouldn't tell from such a thin strip of like three magnets, I believe, that it would be able to hold an iPhone 14 Pro Max. But the combination of the MagBack case and the MagBack magnets... They're called uh, mag sticks. The mag sticks, thank you. So it's a stick. It's a little stick. It totally works. Uh, I didn't get the wallet. These folks, they also make a wallet that doubles as a kickstand of sorts. Um, I prefer using my traditional wallet now. 
but they do make an, uh, a bunch of other accessories that now that I was able to sort of verify the quality of, of what they make, I think I'm going to check out more of their, uh, their stuff. Uh, I'm super happy with this case. The texture of the silicone back is good. Uh, keeps MagSafe compatibility, of course. So right now, for example, uh, the phone is sitting upright in my Anchor Cube on my desk. Here's the thing that I have with these ideas, because I know Steven's in this, Gray's in this, like with the Peak Design thing of like, you love the case and then you go into their whole lifestyle, right? Yeah. What do you do when a new iPhone comes out? Can you just not mount your phone to the car for a month while you wait for a case? I'll be sad uh, for, for a month. Go like, back what are you going to do? Go back to the Belkin mount. Mm, okay. Which I put in a in a, in a... In the glove compartment of my car for now. It's not accurately named. <laughs> Reference acknowledged. It's actually the MagSafe charger compartment. So there was a death cab joke just right there and you blew right past it. Do you think that I know? Do you do you think I know? I need to share something I found on the MagBack website. Okay. I'm going to put it in the Discord. I already sent it to y'all in iMessage. They, they make a bunch of phone stuff and they also make clip-on rim protectors for Teslas. How is that... <laughs> In the same company. Why is it on the same website? Because Tesla's, I think a lot of people may know if you've ever walked past one, the lip of the rim sticks out pretty far and everyone has a Tesla's curbed it and they all look like like they've been murdered. And they have a well, little... They actually, uh, see, because they actually make like a clever little attachment for the screen, to like the t- screen in the Tesla to put your phone on. Yeah, like, which that makes, makes sense. sense with the other well, stuff. why do they make these too? I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know what this feels like? The owner has a Tesla and wanted this and then just found like a really great way to make it and now they have it. They also have a $200 phone sanitizer, which I'm okay. pretty Why sure one of you need to order and report back about. Why? I mean, you don't know what's on your phone. Well, yours is probably clean because you were just in a hot tub and that kills everything. But I didn't have my phone know. in the hot tub. It was just, just a watch. Just a watch. Magbank. Yeah. Super good. So thank you, Instagram. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg, for um, recommending this product to me. <laughs> you did think he's like, I got it. <laughs> he's just sitting there all day. <laughs> I, know, I know where we're going to get him. He's there. Mac, it's Mac. like, uh, I'm in sending ads to people. Just you, though. Just, just me, yeah. I'm looking, we'll talk about this in a bit, but like I look forward in a couple of weeks, I'll get to see the bag back. Yeah, the, the, the bag back. The, the bag. I'm, I, we back. will get to all experience what Federico can stick his phone to, which would be do you want me? Do you want me to bring you a bunch of uh, spare mag sticks? Not really, okay. but I would like you to bring them and then maybe put them around Cupertino and, and see what happens. Oh, okay. Hey, Federico, you better watch out. Mike likes to take things that are yours. So I know, I know. He's so giddy. It's, I don't trust him. You remember you said about all that cash you carry around? I'm going to rob you. I'm taking the cash this time. It's been a long <laughs> I mean, con. <laughs> I'm coming for the cash. Oh, you're going straight for the cash. Okay. Straight well, I, look, I'm not keeping that much cash on me just for, as, a, you know, as a precaution for travel. This, this feels like when you see those stickers on vans, like no tools left overnight, when there definitely is tools in this. This is what Federico's doing. He's trying to throw me off the scent now. Be like, oh, I won't have cash on me. Yeah, whatever. Okay, what if I told you I have $5,000 in cash? Then I'll look forward to getting $5,000 from you. Okay. But they're all in pieces of one cent. They're all... (laughs) He's carrying around a bucket of pennies. I mean, it's going to be very obvious to see that you've got it. So that'll be good. (laughs) Okay. This episode of Connected is also brought 
to you by Nom Nom. What you feed your dog is just as important as what you feed yourself. We all think about what we eat. We should do that for our dog friends as well. It's time for real good food backed by science. And that's where Nom Nom comes in. They deliver fresh dog food with every portion personalized to your dog's needs so you can bring out their best. Nom Nom is made with real whole food you can see and recognize without any additives or fillers that contribute to bloating and low energy. That's because Nom Nom uses the latest science and insights to make real good food for dogs. Their nutrient-packed recipes are crafted by board-certified veterinary nutritionists made fresh and shipped free to your door. They have already delivered over 40 million meals to good dogs like yours, inspiring millions of clean bowls and tail wags. It's so important to make sure your dog's diet is correct. We went through this with our dog a few years ago. She's a little bit older now, and we're at a checkup, and the vet is like, hey, let's look at these other things and make sure that she is uh, as nourished as she needs to be as, as she has become an old lady dog. Uh, it's important, and we've seen a real change in her after that. It's a no-brainer because Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. Go right now for 50% off your no-risk two-week trial at trynom.com connected. That's T-R-Y-N-O-M, trynom.com connected. Our thanks to Nom Nom for their support of the show. And Relay FM. All right, so I was uh, I was tooting last night. Uh, that, that's that's what I do. TMI, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's people toot on the on the dawn. Um, <laughs> Poor Don. <laughs> oh, this is so juvenile. I love it. I know, I know. Um, I was I posted a sort of this very short and. I would say, based on the interaction, mildly successful uh, vibe check, just ahead of WWDC, just to, to get my overall feelings out there in terms of how I'm feeling, what I want to see. I'm just going to read you the post. Here's my official vibe check, trademark, ahead of hashtag oh. WWDC23. You got to use the hashtag, otherwise people will not see you. Yeah, uh, and take you seriously. Uh, one, I had so much fun writing my iOS 16 review. I cannot wait for iOS 17. That's, you know, remember that conversation. Uh, writing that review was fun. I want to do it again. I've been number two. I've been very critical of Stage Manager on the iPad. However, I do believe Apple is listening, and I'm optimistic for iPadOS 17. Fingers crossed. I do believe that. Even think, even though we just talked about how they, they hate don't feedback. change multitasking. Well, that's the multitasking team. But if a manager somewhere tells them, look, you got to do it, then they got to do it. Number three, give me the headset. I'm all in. I want to start hmm. reviewing XROS annually too. Let me work in VR, AR, and all the R's out there. Let's get weird with this thing and have some fun. Little birthday hat emoji. So this is, the to summarize... Give me iOS 17 because I had a good time with the review last year. I'm pretty confident that Stage Manager will get better on the iPad. I cannot wait for the headset. Mm -hmm. And I thought I want to get a vibe check from you both to see how you're feeling because we're going to be there. You know, in, in 10 days' time, we will know what we will get. So let's, for people that don't 
that aren't following, that haven't got the full experience. We're all going to be in Cupertino. Federico and I will be going to the keynote. We're actually, I'm actually going to do it this time. Uh, Stephen can't make it Monday, but we'll be around post. Yes, oh, so we'll be there Tuesday through Thursday. And I was thinking, I remember last time, we were all, we were like really understated about what was going on. Like when me and Stephen were going, we were like very understated. What turned out to be for good reason, because COVID was a thing. And one of us, I don't know who, but one of us got it and couldn't go. And so this time I am choosing to celebrate the fact yeah. that we, that it's happening. And WWE the opposite is approach. Happening. I'm taking the opposite approach. So I'm very excited. Stephen mentioned something on his blog today, which is wild, that it's his 10th WWDC. So this will be my 10th WWDC. Well, 10 years since, right? Like 10 years since I went to one the first time. We both, our first WWDC was 2013. So it'd be pretty great. We almost had to share a bed. Yes, because Stephen booked wrong, but we, we dodged that at the last minute. We did. Uh, I'm very excited. I'm obviously very excited to go to a keynote, and I am selfishly very excited that maybe my first keynote experience will be the introduction of a brand new platform feels like a pretty good one to start with mm-hmm. pretty sweet and just in general i'm pumped like i am expecting hu- I, my expectations are very high for what they will be showing off on uh the during the keynote and I am very excited about the headset. I have been for a long time. Like I, I think this is going to be a really interesting product. And I believe that they have to have something almost iPhone-like for it to work and to really blow people away. And I'm going to choose to believe that they've got that. Yeah, I mean, I'm in that camp too. And I think it, it, it was fate that you were supposed to go to your first keynote and it was this product. And it couldn't be last year. And obviously the circumstances were not ideal, but everything that happened was meant to take you here, to this moment, your first keynote. And that's how I've been choosing yes, to, to think that's about it too. the right approach. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. If, if, if my first keynote experience includes like something like this, right? Like a brand new product platform, like then I'm not going to, it's not going to, I would say at this point, I am over it. Like, I'm over what happened last year anyway. Like, I have been for a long time. It became funny to me after a certain period of time. Like, it didn't take very long before I actually just, like, could see the irony in the whole situation. So now it will all be just, like, very worth it. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I was so excited that my first one was in 2019 with the the new Mac Pro then. Like, it, I always mm-hmm. feel like I have a connection to that machine and that announcement because I was in the room. Kind of the same thing with 2013, right? Like iOS 7, that's been 10 years, by the way. I don't know how that's possible. (laughs) But, you know, iOS 7 and like the trash can Mac Pro, like you remember sort of your first experience, you know, as as our careers have gone on. So that that is... Well, (laughs) my most significant memory of iOS 7 and WWDC is me and you sitting in our hotel room. You had installed it on your iPhone, and your yeah. phone was both hot to the touch and was you could watch the battery yeah. go down. Like you it could just bad. sit and watch the percentage tick away. And this was Steven's like iPhone, iPhone. Yeah. That was so funny. That was the year they had the iPod Touch come out with, you know, the cheap one without a camera. I think you bought one. 
I to... bought one to put, put iOS 7 on it because I wasn't going to put it on my iPhone. Yeah, I undid that when I got <laughs> home. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm a bit cooler on the headset front than the two of y'all are. I have less experience with the sort of those types of products. I'm not really a gamer. So my excitement about this is much more academic in terms of there's a new platform that's always super interesting. It comes with a new set of things for engineers and developers to solve. Super interested in how the UI is going to work, how it's going to interface with the phone and your other devices. All of that to me is super exciting to see. Uh, I'm also excited to see just the story they tell about this because clearly people with an Apple feel very strongly about this product and they've been working on it for a long time. And so for me, the the story is is almost more exciting than the than the product itself. And I'm sure that will change, you know, once it's out. And I think we'll all be pretty pumped for it. Uh, I'm also just intrigued about the rest of the stuff, right? The headset's going to suck a lot of air out of the room. And what else, like, where do the other things fit in? I've kind of assumed it's going to be a quiet year elsewhere. I mean, there's lots of rumors about watchOS 10, which I think is really exciting. I'm very excited about that because... Watch OS 9 just does not take advantage of the Apple Watch Ultra very well. And maybe this new UI would be crafted with bigger watches in mind. So that's all exciting. Irrespective of that, Watch OS is just old and creaky. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it could do with some love. It needs its mm-hmm. iOS 7 moment, like for all of the good things that iOS 7 brought, which was like, let's let's actually do all of it again, like the whole thing. Um, so I would like that. I, I would like to 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 interrupt this program for some breaking news that I hope I get to share with the two of you first. Breaking this is really news. news. This is more like breaking assumption or like breaking knowledge, breaking information. Breaking knowledge. What what? The thing about that WWDC, what that means is on June nineteenth, the three of us have been podcasting together for ten years. Yeah, it's on my calendar, and I have a to-doist thing no. to plan 10th year anniversary. Well, that's the first you shared of us about the situation. It was next week. <laughs> How incredible is that? 10 years. It's amazing. No. No, it can be. 10? Well, I mean, I just looked at the prompt episode one, June 19th, 2013. Because Mike and I recorded the last episode of the 512 podcast at WWC, I think. Yep, we did. Sitting, I think there was an ironing board. I think we were recording on an ironing board or something. Probably. Some things don't change. Recording in hotel rooms is still is still bad. <laughs> um, we don't record on ironing boards anymore, though. No. We do actually make sure we have tables. I do. I am right now. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Keeping it real over there. Federico knows his roots. Ironing my clothes as I, as I talk about the headset. It's getting ready for travel. <laughs> the thing I'm most excited about this WBDC, honestly, is conquering the Rickies and putting the two of you in your place. I know. I'm, well, it took you a long time to get to that thing we spoke about at the start of the show. I'm sorry. Um, the vision told me you're going to lose, Stephen. The vision told me. Was this like your version of my Mac Mini dream? No. See, the vision is more like an entity, like, uh, like the right. black smoke thing in Lost, but it's made of glitter. Yeah. Oh, I have wow. so many concerns. Not questions. I had. I have concerns. I have straight up concerns. <laughs> about you. Yeah, I'm concerned. Well, you see, I think the two of you have forgotten that Johnny. I've told me I was going to win. Did you also have like a group chat with some other yeah. people. You, or what? you saw I him mean, at you, Tesco. Where? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. I did. Remember, I did see him that time, but not at Tesco. 
Not a Tesco. It was in an Apple okay. store. And he told me then. It was right. like a prophecy. Mm. He's like, in 2023. Right. <laughs> spoiler alert. The queen will die. I was like, whoa, Johnny, why are you telling me this? Jeez. And we're going to get a new king. And at that same time, you will become champion of the Rickies. And I think I said to him, what's the Rickies? Because I think that would have been enough time then. That maybe that wasn't happening. Right. And he's like, you'll see. You will know. Hmm. By then you will know. But then you, everything will become clear <laughs> to you, my son. And I was like, oh, Papa. <laughs> and then he walked off. <laughs> and then that was the end of this it. This is really just spiraling into a whole thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's complicated. When, when press invites went out, uh, a bunch of reporting uh, surfaced that a bunch of VR people, like VR journalists, AR people, uh, have been invited we saw that again, going back to the watch, right? There were a bunch of fashion people there for the first couple of Apple watches. And now we see this, um, happening, uh, happening again, maybe. So it, it really feels like this is the time. I think if this wasn't ready, yeah, we would be yeah. seeing something, you know, wall street journaly, you know, like, Oh, Hey, it's not quite time yet, but Apple's not trying to stamp out the, <laughs> the excitement about this at all. That's definitely a thing, right? We said about like they they would probably try and put something out in the press, but as you mentioned, like the the most clear thing is here are a bunch of outlets that we don't necessarily always invite. Oh, and by the way, they're VR focused individuals yeah. or publications. Like, can you imagine? Maybe it's just maybe they're gonna have another one of those Darth Vader games. Do you remember that when they had that HTC Vive thing? Twenty seventeen. It was uh, the same year as the iMac Pro. Here's a thought: if they do a demo area for the headset will they call it instead of a hands-on area a heads-on area eyes on eyes on area face Face on on. area not heads on i was thinking about this today if they do have a a, like a a, like a hands-on for people to try the headset which i don't think they will by the way i think there will be you can come and look at the hardware but not try it on one of the things here is like prescription lenses there is no way for them to manage that i'm i'm so glad you mentioned that did the glitter vision say something about that amongst the many things the vision told me to do the vision was like get new eyeglasses no but seriously i needed to get new eyeglasses new prescription glasses uh because the lenses on my old ones were like uh i don't know were damaged or something i couldn't clean them anymore do you ever wear contact lenses no, I'm super opposed to that. Because that would be the I thing. I cannot do right? it. I cannot like, do it. I can't do it yeah. either. Plus, I just I like wearing it. glasses. But like, I feel like that would be the key if you wanted to have a yeah, smooth experience. But I Don't think both do of that. us, it's true that neither of our vision's that bad. Like, I could use VR without too much trouble. Uh, mine is... Worse? Yeah. Yeah, especially the left eye is not... Yeah, right. I could do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but I got new eyeglasses and I had the the doctor at the store uh, print out the specs of the lenses and like because I needed to do the whole checkup thing. So I have the numbers in case Apple has... I was thinking like, hey, what if Apple maybe has a fancy system where they can do lens correction in software? Oh. And so I, I just figured, hey, I'm just going to print out the data, Very take smart. a picture, yep. and have it with me in case I get to try it on and in case they have some fancy software system to sort of account for that. I really hope that's how they deal with that rather than 
Oh, like that. I really hope there is a way. I don't know if that technology exists genuinely. Yeah, me neither. I have no idea. Me neither. But I would love it if that was a thing that they could do rather than needing to get a prescription version of the lenses. They may potentially, if they're doing like demos for people, like maybe they would be able to confirm it with you in advance and like they could just put the lenses in. Like, who knows? But that, that I was thinking like that is a thing that is not usually a problem that like if there were demos that they would have to potentially be customizable for certain people is like not a thing that i think they would usually have to consider in a hands-on area right where like really Mm. you're going and typing on the keyboard or you're putting the watch on your wrist or whatever because like jason was talking on upgrade about like when he when they first showed off the apple watch Federico, you were at the second one, right? When they actually, like, it's on sale. Right. Yep. But, like, with the yep. first one, you could go and put it on and it was just on a loop. You couldn't interact with it. Yep. And, like, in theory, you could do that with the headset, right? Like, they're not going to have you use the software, but you could put it on and just, like, it will show you a bunch of things on a loop so you get, like, a slice of the experience. But if you need to take your glasses off, some people aren't going to be able to see what's on the screens. So, like, it's just an interesting wrinkle. We'll find out in a couple of weeks if or how they deal with it. The dream scenario, the dream scenario, if, that's a giant if, if they do briefings for the headset, because my theory is there's not going to be a press queue to try the headset, right? Uh, imagine there like 300, be. well, sh- sure, there might be. I don't think they like, will. Uh, realistically, like here's the thing. I don't know. You guys have done this, but like, how is that different to any other product, right? There's always like a queue of people who want to try and get and touch the thing, right? Yeah, but it's more involved. It's more involved, and it strikes mm. me as a, 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 the kind of scenario in which you want to do. It might be preferred to do a one-on-one briefing where you sit down, they give you the headset, you put it on, and they guide you through this brand new thing. Yeah. Like, instead of, like, in a room full of people, they get your full attention. And yeah. if that's the case, if they do briefings for the headset and you get to try it on in person, in a privately with a bunch of PR people, it would be fun if the briefing was in VR. Like, if other PR people were also, quote-unquote, in the briefing with you. I think that would make a lot of sense because a lot of what you want is to give the sense of the presence like that's actually a very important is a you know it's an important thing in vr anyway and seems like a thing that that has been referenced multiple times by mark german right that like that's what they're trying to sell so if they could have like yes you're now like put this on and you're in a 3d recreation of the room you're in (laughs) yeah yeah and like again i i know nothing i'm just literally came to my mind right now like mm-hmm. i don't even know if they're doing briefings for this thing like i have no idea well how could you know right there's no way of knowing because the product doesn't exist in um in like in the public the yet. product doesn't mm-hmm. exist and yeah it doesn't exist so yeah i reckon uh, the hands-on area would they would have them and you could just look at the hardware right but like like in a like in a glass thing like, no no like they're on the desk right but they're just not on Right, like here's the thing: you can come and see it. Like this is what it looks like, but we're not doing the thing today. Like you can't turn them on, but here it is. Come take a look at it. Take some pictures of it. Put it on your face, but it's not doing anything hmm. because the software is probably not ready for that. Right? To like let 300 people just go at it and go wild. Like it's probably still because if they're not going to ship it for another six months or whatever, this thing is probably still stuck together with glue in places. 
This episode of Connected is brought to you by Dark Noise. Do you struggle to sleep in silence, or maybe you just need a hand focusing at work? If either of these are true for you, you need Dark Noise, the white noise app for iPhone, iPad, and the Mac. It has a delightfully intuitive design and best-in-class system integrations for Apple platforms. Dark Noise will play soothing, infinitely looping sounds to help you sleep, focus, and relax. Indie developer Charlie Chapman works hard to make Dark Noise the best platform citizen on Apple devices. That means it's loaded with a bunch of features such as rich shortcut support, highly customizable home screen and lock screen widgets, plus AirPlay support, Siri support, iCloud syncing, and much more. Dark Noise also has a sleep timer to automatically fade your sound out. So once you're asleep, you stay asleep. Plus a unique feature called Mix Audio that allows you to mix dark noise sounds with audio from other apps, such as Apple Music or Overcast. Dark Noise is free to download today with eight unique sounds, and you can upgrade to Dark Noise Pro to unlock over 50 sounds and build your own custom mixes for infinite possibilities. That's what I do. I, I love Dark Noise, and I have several uh, custom mixes. My favorite is Brown Noise plus rain like i hear that and it's sleepy time M- mud rain basically you're listening to mud rain chocolate rain yes it's chocolate rain that's way better than mud rain <laughs> dark-, <laughs> dark noise pro also includes many premium themes for the app and a whole bunch of custom app icons including some that listeners of this podcast network will recognize to download dark noise for free today Visit darknoise.app or search for Dark Noise in the App Store. That's darknoise.app or search Dark Noise in the App Store. Our thanks to Dark Noise for the support of the show and Relay FM. One of the great indie apps. Just like Indeed. One of the good ones. Like just you should just go check it out. It's free to try. You should just go try it. Boys, I have a confession to make. Okay. I have been a bad podcaster. Okay. Logic and Final Cut are both available on iPad. We knew this oh, was I thought happening. I was about sponsor money. Okay. <laughs> I've taken all the money. The money okay, is mine yeah, now. I've also stolen. Okay. Not only am I stealing from Federico in person, I am now stealing from him in every other manner possible. Behind Sorry, the Federico. Scenes. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 I promise to look after you while we travel, but I will steal from you. Is that fair? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, <laughs> it's a fair trade. Look, it? would you rather be robbed by somebody you know or a stranger? That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I, I don't know if I have it. They're like two I, sets uh, of complicated feelings. Yeah. No, by a stranger. Definitely by a stranger because you can, you can hate a stranger without feeling bad about it. You can hate a friend. Oh, that's going to suck. You can't hate you me. Know? Also true. He's, he's a very lovable individual. I'm too lovable, even yeah. when I'm stealing from you. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is not my confession. My confession is I have not used either Final Cut or Logic on iPad. I have, I've had a very strange couple of days. Everything's fine. But I've just not had the ability to be able to try them. What I have done is read lots of reviews and watch lots of YouTube videos to kind of... So if, if, if either of you tried these applications... Logic very briefly because I had no idea what I was doing. Same, and I don't have an iPad that's mine that can run Final Cut. Okay, so uh, we're all, but, and you know what then? I, I, we're all bad, <laughs> basically. Yeah, we're all bad. However, we've read the reviews. We can talk the, about... The, our dads are fighting. Can we say this? 
Jason and John. Our dads hate each other. Yeah, they don't agree. They're they're mastodoning at each other. It's very upsetting for us us kids. The fighting, it's like, you know, dad dad and dad are fighting. And And it's making us very sad. We're (laughs) hiding. Uh, It's not good. I actually feel like I, I think I understand why they're fighting. Would you like me to try and explain this? I don't think they're fighting, but yes, okay. No, they're fighting. It's vicious. It's, it's very, it's brutal. It's, it's very vicious. mean. Look, I've been marked away in Slack for three days just to avoid this. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so here's what's going on. In regards to logic, right? So Jason right. Snell of Six Colors says that logic is built for music and not doable to get it to work for podcasting. So I'll read a quote from Jason. Splitting clips, so like you've got clips of audio. Splitting clips requires toggling to separate split mode, selecting a clip and swiping down, or alternately, tapping and holding on a clip to bring up a contextual menu, then selecting split clip from the split submenu. Split clip. To put this into a bit of context for if you're not a podcast editor. Split clip. If you are editing a podcast... You are splitting clips hundreds of times during the edit. If it's a you like you're listening back and going through it, it is a very very frequent thing. And so, if you are using touch, which is what Jason used mostly, that is a pretty terrible experience where you are entering these modes that you have to like. I'm in split mode. I'm in trim mode. So, OTJ did edit an entire episode of Max Stories Unwind on. Uh, logic and said what i found is that logic pro for ipad is a remarkably capable alternative version to the mac version the app comes with limitations and frustrations like any first version of a complex new app but it's also the real deal the design is so well done i can use it on my ipad mini editing podcasts is absolutely doable but there are definitely places where the process could be streamlined John also mentions it's lacking keyboard shortcuts for editing purposes and takes a lot of poking and tapping and also talks about the needing to enter a mode to split tracks and then to delete, you have to change into a different mode to then be able to delete. And these can only be activated by clicking on-screen buttons. There are no gestures or shortcuts. The way I am looking at this is they both have experienced the same thing, but John is saying it's possible Jason is saying it's unrealistic, and I think that both of them would agree in the sense that I expect this is the one and only episode of Max Stories on Wide that will be edited in Logic for iPad, right? Maybe John sure. can confirm it's, that. It seemed very, com- very convinced to me. When I read John's review, though, like I, I feel like he likes it, but is suffering from the same yeah. thing of like this is less efficient. Why would you do that? Because because of what you said, he likes it. Even though it's not ideal, I got the sense from him that he really liked it. Like the idea of like at the end of the day, he needs to edit an episode and he's just going to, you know, be on the couch with his iPad mm. editing in Logic. Like I think the thing that stood out to me from the story, which I edited... Um, it was that was that he really liked it, and then I, I and I te- he was very effusive. I texted him on iMessage and was like, I was not expecting this sort of conclusion from you. And it's like, yeah, I really liked it. Like I liked the feeling of using it, even though like it's not great and it doesn't have keyboard shortcuts and like all the limitations that he mentioned, and he mentioned a lot of them. And I'm pretty sure that he also brought those up uh, privately with Apple. 
Um, but he, ultimately, like it's like I really like it. I just like using it. Yeah, he did too, and say I prefer it to using the Mac version on a laptop. But that's the key, though, right? On a mm-hmm. laptop, that doesn't mean always. But like, if he's got to edit on a laptop, which I don't think is where he edits the shows most of the time, right? That maybe he would choose to use it there. But I don't know if that means that he would use it always. I have no doubt that OTJ will provide follow-up at some point on yeah. this. But And maybe he needs more time to like really have that idea embedded. But basically, the way that I... What I'm reading from this is like, I don't need to try this to know how I'm how it's going to make me feel. No, yeah. Like, I, I know this isn't going to work for me. Because these days, really... I only the, the the most serious editing that I do is for Cortex, and with the way that I edit that show, I make thousands of cuts during the two hour audio. I'm not going to mm-hmm. sit and press six buttons every time I need to do that. Like I'm not going to do yeah. that. Like it's just it's inefficient. It's like a waste of my time, you know. And I'm doing this for work, not for fun. Because on the Mac, you can split a clip wherever your cursor is with a keyboard shortcut, mm-hmm. and I get the sense with both of these apps that while we talked about how they seem to a degree to change or morph modally, like based on what input devices you're using, it feels like they fall back too much on, okay, touch is first. And if there were some keyboard shortcuts or like Jason has talked about in ferrite where there's, I think it's a double finger tap on the screen will uh, add a cut in Ferrite on the iPad yeah. that Apple hasn't gone down that road, that they've sort of fallen back to menus and touching things on the screen where that's not always the fastest thing. And when you're editing either audio or video, your hands really are horizontal most of the time. You're panning and zooming around, you know, with a trackpad using keyboard shortcuts and a mouse. And they've sort of given up some of that on the iPad but I'm not sure for what. I'm not sure what they've gained by leaving those more traditional services behind. Just as a like a point, Final Cut has more keyboard shortcuts, including for making cuts. Because mm. Final Cut has the same thing that if you are using touch or a trackpad, then you have to like sometimes press a button before you can make a cut because you like have to go in and out of these like different modes of the app. But if you're playing the timeline in, uh, you can use, like you can press B as the blade tool and cut. So like it, it has more keyboard shortcuts for the operation of the app than Logic does. But even Final Cut on iPad doesn't have all of the keyboard shortcuts that Final Cut on the Mac has. I found that from uh, Viran Pavic's review on The Verge because he like put the keyboard case on and said, this is how I'm more comfortable and he was saying like he was frustrated that he couldn't easily cut the whole thing like he would, when he was using touch or the apple pencil but he could when he had it in the keyboard the magic keyboard my kind of feeling on like looking at both logic and final cut we could talk about final cut too is just like these applications and what they can do and what they can't do or what they do better or worse than the Mac just feels emblematic of my feeling about the iPad now in general, which is you can make it work. It's not necessarily the most efficient or powerful at a certain task, 
but you have easier access to it everywhere. Like an iPad just is more portable, and um, as Federico say, more modern than a laptop, right? Like if you want to reduce the weight of your bag that day, you could just not bring the keyboard and you would be able to get everything done. Like it would be fine. That is not a thing you can do with your laptop. You can't just like leave the keyboard. But really it's like everything is going to take a little bit more work from you, right? Then it's going to be on a Mac. Like, and I've found this that, you know, using Google Docs, for example, you have to like double tap to get into the editing. Well, I don't have to do that on the Mac. Like the cursor is just there and I can just start typing. Like everything takes an extra tap or an extra step. And mm-hmm. for a long time, I was very happy to do that because I preferred to use the iPad. But over time, yeah. I just diverged a little bit and and I've gone in a different direction. Like none of these things are bad. It's just about what your priorities are. And like, for example, if John decided that his priority right now was he wants to be able to edit the show from the garden deck and like the iPad is the best way for him to do that, that's his priority, right? And so like, he's just <laughs> going to choose that. But Jason's priority, my priority, and I think both of your priorities is I want to be able to get my work done most efficiently because then I'm able to produce more and also have more time for myself. And for me, using Logic on the Mac is the way that I'm going to do that rather than using Logic on the iPad. Yeah, I think the reason, the, I think what you said about the iPad is is so true that historically it's always been more limited and the way you, you know, a lot of us made up for it was that even with those limitations, if you liked it, if you liked using it, your sort of the just the sheer fact that you loved multi-touch and you know having a modular setup, it made up for all those limitations. And I think the reason this broke me for a minute and why it, like it caused so much confusion in my setup for the past uh, six months was that I reached a point where I didn't like using the iPad anymore with, with, with stage manager. Like that's the, it, it was all that balance, right? Everything was in balance of like, okay, I know that the iPad is more limited, but the fact that I like it makes up for all those problems. But what happens when you don't like it anymore? Then all those problems, they, they come back all together suddenly and you realize, you know, if, if you break that balance, then it's a huge problem. And that's what I experienced, you know, for, from the, for the past several months. And so that's why I'm also optimistic about, like, fixes to Stage Manager in iPadOS 17. Because, I, like, and I told this before, like, I'm using the Mac and I really, I really love it. I really like it. I really like it. This MacBook Air is incredible. But it's not. It doesn't have touch, and I really miss that. And I will keep repeating this until it comes true. I really miss having a computer with a screen that I can touch. You know, I agree with you. You you, you gotta like it. You gotta like it to make up for those limitations. And if you don't, there's a Mac. I think too. It is worth remembering that we approach this from the angle of we are professionals who use these tools in the Mac and have for a long time. Like I've been editing in logic for eight years now, probably seven, eight years. But for people who are 
not us, who are just starting out. Maybe they're iPad only. There are a lot of those people out there. This is an incredible tool to have available, and it, it makes the iPad be able to do things that it has not been able to do before for those types of users. And, and you know, don't hear I'm not saying, I'm not saying John or Jason aren't, aren't saying that, but I do think it's it's worth remembering that it is a great thing that these are here. Even if it's not exactly what we want for our workflows, uh, I'm still glad they're here. And hopefully Apple can make it work for more people over time. But uh, I think that's gotten lost a little bit as sort of nerds have debated this. And I don't, I don't want to lose track of that. I think one of the important things is we spent a lot of time talking about logic, right? Because logic is what we are closest to. But fundamentally, we are not using this music tool for what this music tool is supposed to be used for. So like, these are the criticisms of people that are using an app in a way that is like, it works, but is not necessarily intended. And like, again, mm -hmm. you can still do that, but to make that work on the iPad version, you need to approach it in a different way. So like, we already got used to breaking logic in the ways that we got used to breaking logic on the Mac and like, it just feels normal to us. And now, you know, you'd have to find new ways to break logic on iPad. But what I wanted to touch on a little bit more was Final Cut because Tyler Storman's review I've really enjoyed because he showed me kind of who I think this is used this is meant for. This is for like content creators. This is for but like I mean that in the sense of like Final Cut on the Mac, right? That is an application which is intended to be used by television. It's intended to be used by cinema, right? Like that is what it was made for. And that is, I think, who it is, who they're still trying to build for, right? Like we, this is big professional stuff, right? Your large YouTube channels, let's all use Final Cut. Like he was showing like how he made an Instagram reel on Final Cut for uh, on iPad. And it was like, that makes a lot of sense. It's more than trying to make it in TikTok, the TikTok app. It's more than trying to make it in Spark Camera or maybe even Luma Fusion. But it's not, and we're not trying to say here, like, hey, why don't you make your next episode of your television show on this in, in this scenario <laughs> yet? Mm -hmm. Right? Like these are all still 1.0s. They took too long to get to 1.0, but they are still 1.0. So they can all change in every possible way we would like. Like his video, I really encourage people to go and use it. It was a different take to what I've seen. And by and large, I think he's the most positive that I've found on it. I think because he is coming at it as like, I do a bunch of different things with video for this kind of stuff, for this content, which is content I produce all the time. It has everything I need by and large. Like some of the stuff that was missing, the same thing that Fury and Perfect was talking about of like, color correction and color grading just basically doesn't exist which is like a really strange mission like they have tools but they don't work very well and like where this is best is like oh if you're already using your iphone footage because you don't have to do that work to it um, and there's stuff of animations that are missing but like tyler says this is the best video interface i've used on an ipad like for editing and when i'm looking at it it's like but Jason, John, and everyone else is like, people seem to really like the jog wheel as like a precise method of moving things backwards and forwards and zooming in. And also Tyler just did like a really good, like this is how I make a, an edit. And I was looking at it, I'm like, oh, you know what? That does actually look pretty nice for like, for me, 
Like, I don't understand how to use Final Cut. Like, I use Final Cut, but Final Cut is way too complicated for me. And the next time that I'm putting something together where I'm just using footage on my iPhone, I may actually just grab this and use this. Like, I think it, I'm much more personally excited about my own use cases for Final Cut on iPad than Logic on iPad. Yeah, and that's sort of the audience I'm talking about, right? People who are making everything on a phone and they've been doing it a long time and Apple has been, I mean, they took a long time to do this, but they've been losing ground to other tools on their own platform. I can see an Apple marketing person talking like, yes, like we need to get the kids in here and, and use this. And when those creators do move up in the world or they get a job on a TV show or whatever it is, they're already going to be familiar with this. And when they move to Final Cut on the Mac, heck, maybe by then it is the same app, but at least the concepts and the, the sort of feeling will be will be the same. And we can't underestimate that. It's super important for them long term to get people in the ecosystem. It's why Google eating their lunch and education is kind of concerning in a lot of ways, because a bunch of kids are going to grow up using Chromebooks and think that's what computers should be and that's how much computers should cost and apple's gotta they gotta contend with that too but it is uh it is interesting to see this kind of play out i think over the next few years and and really try to understand that this market is different from the market we're in and that's totally cool and one that apple should be in but they should also make sure they're adding some of these features that should yes. be in. and like the goal is like create this really great starting point with this new UI and like try and focus it around this new platform. But as you mentioned, right, the goal should be move this to be feature comparable with the Mac version. Mm -hmm. Find a way to do it, you know? And if that's hard, then you should have started a long time ago. I, I think they'll get there. I think they have to. And, you know, I think it's way too early to like try to guess if this is in the Mac versions or on like a collision course. I have no idea. Uh, but at the very least, they need to be able to continue to move it forward because these users that, it's, that you know, who I think are really excited about it, they're going to want more, right? And Apple's got to kind of keep up with Joneses there. Mm -hmm. Well, if you want to find links to the stories we spoke about this week, uh, head over to the website, relay.fm slash connected slash 451. Those links are also in your podcast app. You can check those out. A couple other links I want to draw your attention to. You can leave us feedback. Uh, that link goes to our website. There's a little form you can fill out and we collect all those. You can also become a member and get Connected Pro, which is a longer ad-free version of the show each and every week. What's cool about this is you can subscribe to Connected Pro and any podcast app that you're already using, basically. So when you log into your membership account, you say, oh, I use Overcast or I use Pocket Cast or I use Apple Podcasts and it'll take you there and get you subscribed. It's all really easy. Uh, and it's a, a great time to join because we're in the middle of our annual specials where a bunch of Relay FM shows uh, have an extra episode for all of our members. Uh, they've been a lot of fun to listen to and to make. You can find us all online. You can find Mike at a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM. And he is on Mastodon at Mike.social. You can find him there as iMike. He's also the co-founder of Cortex Brand. Federico is the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net, home of Automation April. We talked about that last week. If you somehow missed that conversation, go look at the winners of their shortcuts, uh, Battle Royale. Lots of great stuff in there. So good. So good this year. 
You can find Federico also on Mastodon at vitici at mastodon.macstories.net. You can find me on Mac Power Users every Sunday here on Relay FM, and I write 512pixels.net. And you can find me on Mastodon as ismh at eworld.social. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week. They were Squarespace, Nom Nom, and Dark Noise. And until next time, guys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. It's Rickies next week. Next week. Next week's the Rickies.